0: Hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here, and we usually don't do this in front of the Buffy podcast, but for this particular episode, there is a trigger warning. I am brand new to the Buffy universe. I have no idea about this stuff, so I'm taking my co-host's opinions on this very seriously. It is the episode six, which is the rape episode. So again, trigger warning. This episode deals with very sensitive matters, very serious matters, and if you if you are someone who was affected by these matters, a sincere apologies. B, we give out several phone numbers. If you are affected, please 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 reach out to someone, and see even if to see. DM us. We're not professionals. If you want to yell, scream, or just explain or talk or anything like that, reach out. Reach out to somebody. Okay. With that being said lavanya hey everyone if you can tell the sound of my voice I'm not like going hey everyone today's invite me in is episode 6 of Buffy also known as our Trigger warning, there's going to be talk about rape or sexual assault and everything like that. And it might get a little deep and dark. Okay, so if you want to skip this one, much love, right? If you want to stick with it, awesome sauce. And if you need it, there is Rain organization in the United States. It's 1-800-656-HOPE. And if you can't spell hope on a telephone, because who the hell can nowadays? is 1-800-656-4673. If you're in the Montreal area, there is an organization for Montrealers as well. And that's going to be a provincial helpline for victims of sexual assault. That number is 514-933-9007. En francais trois neuf zéro zéro Set. again, it's going to be the same type of levity and the greatness, but there's some deep, 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 deep subjects. So if you need to skip it, skip it. If you if you need help, please reach out and help. get help. With that being said, all right. So now the levity part, right? <laughs> I can't believe, uh, I don't know, Snoop Dogg did the remix of the monkey song that had Neil Diamond in it. Uh, That's just, Snoop, I, I love you, man. Yeah, Lakers, Lakers for life. So the episode or the premise is simple. Let me in. We've got two super bands. <laughs> Let
1: me bands. in. Invite me in. Jeff. Invite me in. Also, no, let me in. the very- name of your own podcast. Let me in. <laughs> we have we have a we have
2: over a hundred episodes to get it right. We're fine
0: <laughs>
2: by <laughs> one one. <laughs> what
0: episode is it? It's like the I remember the Homer Simpson one when when Lisa's like saying turn down the music or you know stop the party. He's like sweetie, sweetie. If the cops didn't have any chance, what chance do you have? <laughs> um, I have no idea. I've I've been doing podcasts for way too long. I don't know where I am half the time. I'm, I've <laughs> called myself the wrong name before. <laughs> so, you know, levity. Awesome. So invite. Damn it. Did I do it again? Let no, me You got it. You got it. You no, got it, it it's, it's invite me in. Okay, good.
3: Yeah.
0: Invite me in. Episode six, season one of Buffy. It's simple. It's such a simple premise. If you get the episode name right, you're awesome. It is two super bands. We got Jess, say hello. Hi. And Xander, say Hi. Hello, along with a guy who's seen it just for the very first time ever. Travis, say hi. Hi. Along with a guy who has no idea what podcast he's on. I don't know oh, who's this Kevin Smith? Is Joe Rogan? I don't know. Uh, Jim Phoenix, who's never seen Buffy besides the movie, and we're discussed uh, apparently this episode. So it's called what? The, the pack. pack. Oh, that that's much better than the episode thing I had my mind just called you know whatever. So the pack. All right. Oh boy, what's the cold opening for this one?
2: <sighs> well, um, <laughs> and they start out on this is the uh, zoo episode
0: on Candy Mountain.
2: Yes, there's a uh, class trip to the zoo, and um, there they show this one deals with a lot. You notice that, like a lot of these shows have allegories to, like growing up. This is about like bullying and things like that. Uh, the whole gang, Scooby gang, the whole school, they take a field trip to the zoo. And there is a boy named Lance who is at one of the outdoor exhibits and a group of teenagers make fun of him because that's what you did in high school.
1: But wait, first we need to talk about how bad these kids are at being bullies to Buffy. Yeah. They're like, oh, uh, look at Buffy walking on the path alone ooh, didn't you get kicked out of your last school? Don't beat us up. Yeah. <laughs>
2: don't treat so- us bad for being bullies.
1: <laughs> like, it's so stupid. If you're going to be a bully, be better at it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, whatever. Everybody serves a place in a narrative. Like, you know, just. Be better. Yeah. Don't half-ass be it. <laughs> ooh,
4: nope. too soon.
2: But so they, they you know, you know how bullies are. If somebody doesn't react, they go to the next person. They go to this kid named Lance. I think, was it a, um, a monkey exhibit of some sort? I believe it was. Yeah. And um, were
0: they masturbating? The monkeys, not the kids.
2: Uh, don't know. Oh. So the uh, Principal Flutie, who once again, we love Principal Flutie, comes up and goes, hey, what's going on, you delinquents? And Lance doesn't snitch on him. So they're like, hey, we're going to reward you by taking you into this uh, hyena house, even though it's under quarantine and blocked off. We're going in anyways, because that's the your reward. The hyenas
1: have COVID. <laughs> yeah. No, right. that was
0: yeah. <laughs> it didn't stop me the Starbucks. It's not going to stop me in a zoo,
2: guys. They actually <laughs> explain later on in the episode the quarantine thing, whether it's real or has to the story, but they do explain it.
1: Yeah. when but uh, Xander
2: sees this and to Xander's yeah. credit, he's like, this is not cool. I'm gonna go stop this. You guys go ahead. I'm gonna go help this kid out. To his credit, very cool thing to do. It was actually s- relatively non-Xander.
4: They needed a reason for him to go in there, so uh-
2: basically. Yeah. But it was not a not a Xander thing that we've seen him do the last five episodes.
0: No skate. Scape- like what was his new trick? That was a skateboard. A tire. A tiring skateboard. S- saying something did? like that. Okay.
2: But Willow and Buffy decide to go after him too, but they're stopped by the warden. It's like, hey, what are you guys <laughs> doing?
1: Zookeeper. It's, uh, a, zookeeper. it's not a prison. The <laughs> okay.
2: Zookeeper. Oh wow. He, he, he's in charge of the hyena exhibit. He's like, girls, you see, this is blocked off. Don't be stupid.
0: Okay. So, okay, full so, confession. I actually thought the warden was the character's name. Like the master, <laughs> the leader like I was like, the warden? Is it like a vampire? Like, oh no, it's just a dude
1: yeah. that makes Boy, minimal wage. He yeah. uh, okay. He said that they're uh newly arrived to the zoo, so they've got them in quarantine while they acclimate or whatever.
2: So is he, what he Xander says. gets through, but they don't. So Xander goes in to stop them. And for some reason, the uh the, the kid, I'm sorry, Lance escapes. They finally get rid of him. Or he runs off. And the hyenas' eyes flash.
1: Okay. But I need to say that sure. they got the worst looking fucking hyena puppet that they could have found. The story it looked like of this puppets. entire
4: show, man. Like,
1: it's I think I will give so credit bad. to the praying
4: mantis episode because the praying mantis looked okay. But... Everything so far up to episode six, I have not been impressed with the yeah, way anything That works. was
2: also a model that that mantis model was also previously used on an episode of Babylon 5.
4: So, oh, well, then they shouldn't get credit. Then they, yeah. just borrowed a prop, <laughs> it, it
2: was used slightly, used okay. But, um, yeah, the hiatus eyes flash like this neonish
4: green, also look terrible,
2: yeah.
1: And, and like everybody else's that. eyes
2: flash too, like all the bullies and then Xander's eyes flash and then
1: That's cut my to the theme song is that we have these flashing eyes like that would have been enough to clue us in that it's the hyena because it's coming from inside the little cave area. We didn't have to see this sock puppet.
4: Yeah, just use just like National Geographic footage of an actual like stock footage of a hyena, you know, <laughs> right. like, we'll which make they it work. do
1: later
2: on in the episode. But then the stock footage they show is not even hyenas. What is it? They were uh
4: African wild dogs. Oh. Ah. So they okay. didn't even
2: use hyenas.
4: <laughs> uh, they it fooled me so you know they could have done that from the beginning. They should have just made them
2: African wild dogs and they wouldn't they would have been fine.
1: But people don't know the term African wild dog. They know hyena because of Lion King.
2: Yeah. Not the best Disney movie.
0: Well, you know, Disney has Fox now, so yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: well, no, Beauty and the Beast is the correct answer.
0: I haven't seen that one yet. Either version. Wow.
1: Well, yeah. I like, there's this um, meme online that's, like, my favorite thing, where um, it's Belle's, like, part of her, like, here comes the... Uh, Baker with his daily bread or something, and then uh, it was like random villager. Here comes Bell singing her daily mean song about us.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's basically shitting on the entire
0: village. And like, "Hey,
4: what's up?" She's-
2: oh, I read books. I'm better than y'all. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that what happens in this episode? Cause I've been watching no, that one. Oh, oh, it's no, it
2: does involve. And beauty and in the beast of this episode, but.
1: No, the we'll reading books and thinking you're better than somebody was the last episode with Owen.
3: Yes. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> then this
4: one, this one involves a lot of bullying though. Yeah, it yeah. does.
1: Yeah. So after the credits, um, at the bronze, Buffy and Willow are waiting for Xander. They're like, of course he's late. He's always late. And, uh, Buffy's like, well, of course you'd be aware of that, Willow. Since you have a crush on him, you probably know his blood pressure. And Willow does know his blood pressure, which I take... Blood
4: pressure, blood type.
1: Blood pressure.
4: Yeah, she does. Yeah,
1: how do you... Your blood pressure is not necessarily going to be the same from moment to moment. Like, she doesn't have a cuff on his arm. Like, she can't know what his blood pressure is in that moment. Yeah. Unless she knows his, like, last checkup, which... I mean, that's what your blood pressure was in that moment. She
4: went with him to Walmart to do one of the little arm (sighs) things. Also, his is
1: 130 over 80. He needs to work on that diastolic.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Or maybe it's systolic. I don't know which one's which.
0: Well, he also did just get kind of like hyena.
1: Well, they don't know that yet. So it might be, you
3: know, spike. They, They did
1: talk about how he was being weird on the ride back home. Um, you know their their high school field trip to the zoo. They came, they came back on the bus and Willow's like, he was being weird, and Buffy's like, eh, I don't know. Um then uh Willow also calls out Buffy being into Angel.
3: Oh. Which Buffy
1: does a very poor job of trying to deny because then when Willow's like, he's here, and Buffy's like, Angel?
0: My
4: fear
2: like, coming
3: yeah, to fruition. Me, do, they my do angels. It?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Me, never.
1: Mm, um, which is so, so. Xander comes in now, and he eats Buffy's buttery croissant. Croissant. Uh, croissant. the croissant? Uh, And he says it tastes bad and he's being a jerk to them. And then he smells Buffy's hair. Um, Oh, and
4: he's he's like, you shower today. That's okay.
1: Yeah, (laughs) She's like, yeah,
2: it's a thing I do. In fact, I'm pretty known for it. Yeah.
1: Um, those, uh, the group of bullies show up and, uh, they're again, not being very creative bullies. They make fun of a kid for being fat.
4: Um, not even very well. Yeah, know, that's just, what I'm
1: saying. Like, they're not creative about it. Yeah. They're like, they're, hey, you're fat. I'm like, shouldn't you be hovering over a football stadium instead of sitting at our table? <laughs> if I were yeah. that kid,
4: I didn't even get that. I was just, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> they're like, yeah,
2: Fatty McFat Fat.
4: Because like, I'm just a fat kid sitting here. What the fuck are you talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So that happens, but Xander yes. laughs along with that. I have a question yeah
0: are you trying to plug your new your your new uh consulting things uh how to consult bullies to be better bullies are you a bully <laughs> but you suck at it if people are not I- crying yet boy <laughs> do I have a place for you to go
1: yes <laughs> we, we can uh, plug it. yeah See the show notes if you need help with uh, creative insults. I'm here for all of your bullying needs. Also, this is
4: my cry for help because she's the one that uh, she tests all of them out on me, and I am psychologically <laughs> suffering.
1: That's why I'm we had to take what, a if break it makes between you feel episodes. Better, I was
2: bullied really bad as a kid. I will be your sounding board if that makes you feel better.
4: Okay, <laughs> it's not good That's enough. his plug for his other thing how to deal with bullies. Yeah, there
2: you go. It's yeah, a, we're yeah, we're uh, welcome to our new podcast, Rubber and Glue. Hmm.
4: <laughs> hey, that's actually not bad.
0: <laughs> well, I'll call you next time, by the way. She it's called rubber and that.
2: glue. We get together and she talks shit about me for an hour and a half, and I sit there and take it.
0: <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da. out>. <laughs> so the Xander okay, now Xander, the character Xander in, in the show is the hair smelling thing for me, from what I'm hearing from Xander is almost not unusual for him to do
4: no and that's why i think they don't immediately call him out as like <laughs> okay. oh he's being a hyena right now he's just oh, like he's, oh, just he's
2: being xander he's, just he's being ex-
4: yeah. a little bit extra xander today but that's, that's still on par
1: and like yeah, okay. that's the thing because like it takes so long for them to really be like no something supernatural is definitely happening because they're just being like yeah, here's that, Xander with his predatory tendencies. That's our pervert.
4: Without jumping too far ahead, what it takes is, it's not this shit, it's eating a pig.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. So.
2: oh, he doesn't, but we'll not We'll get there. He eats the pig. No.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he does, okay, but he doesn't get in trouble for it. That's another thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, that was weird. The next day... Buffy and Giles are training in the library, and Buffy because makes you know Giles when you train arm.
2: kickboxing, you train in the library
4: during a fucking school day
2: in the middle of school. Yeah. I have third period Taekwondo in the library.
4: So Why do these it? do these people not like? Does she not have actual classes that she has to attend? Do just biology? People, well, you know, he, yeah. yeah. they kill the teachers.
3: Yeah.
2: Biology
1: slash chemistry sometimes at the
2: same time, but the teacher's dead, so I think she's got like eight free periods now.
1: Apparently. Yeah. It's a, uh, we're just, we're going to just accept it. We're going to have disbelief. To, yeah. yeah you have like to the do school that. doesn't have a dress code either. So it's not the most unrealistic thing about the, the setting.
2: Yeah. It, but I I guess it could just be me, but I, you know, this was my high school years. I didn't see anything out of the ordinary that people weren't wearing in the 90s anyways.
1: Dude, there's no way Buffy could have gotten a. The outfit she wears on her first day there, the first episode, there's no way she wouldn't have immediately been put into the sweatpants of shame. Like, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. What, what, what was her, the outfit? Her dress was, was a little short.
1: Yeah, because they I used had to do it go thing. to the knee. Like, well, because
2: they used to have to do a thing. where it's like? Oh, you need to put your hands down at your sides, and uh if you're you uh, where your fingertips touch, that's how long your skirt needs to be. If it's any shorter, we'll send you home. Yeah. see if we
0: can find a picture of her outfit. Because I this is where I was growing up. I don't, yeah, I don't think I can see like a, a standalone. So maybe I'll, do I ha- oh but my God, wore- I have to watch for fashion? This is how you get me into Bucket of the Vampire <laughs> Slayer to, to <laughs> judge the fashion in the 90s?
2: Most of the time <laughs> she wore those dresses, she wore boots. So maybe she was trying to counter the short dress with the longer boots too.
1: I'm just saying like, she's in a public school, public school's, love um being shitty to young girls about what they wear.
2: Oh yeah. So I remember one time uh in the my high school, I want to say this was probably been 98, 99, so around the same time, a girl got sent home because she wore spaghetti straps. A mm-hmm. spaghetti strap tank top. So yep. a bunch of her friends decided, hey, you can't send all of us home. So about 30 or 40 girls showed up in spaghetti strap tank tops.
0: Did they did all they get all got, yeah, I was like they all no, actually,
2: I don't think they did but it was just like because you know those were popular back then but you know a yeah. lot of times they would wear some sort of like shirt or sweater over it and it was like it was like the spring months and she wasn't it wasn't an offensive outfit I think she was wearing jeans with that I mean it wasn't a bad outfit but it's like oh tank tops are okay but if there's, there's spaghetti straps oh no you got to go home.
1: I got told I was inappropriate for a quarter-sized hole in my jeans that fell above the knee. They said I was inappropriate, and I had to wear like neon orange sweatpants for the rest of the day because my uh-huh. mom couldn't yeah, bring no, me a was, change of pants. That's, it's, basically, yeah, guys, it's
2: guys could wear whatever they wanted, but as soon as a girl showed skin above her ankle... Oh, no. Uh-uh.
0: Mm-mm. You guys went to some weird-ass high schools, man. I went to public school. Uh, I went to yeah. public school, too, and People are wearing wife beaters and uh, boxer nope, shorts. No, that not was allowed.
2: Nope. not my allowed. No, I could wear tank tops. Girls couldn't.
0: Wow. Yeah. Maybe in my school, no one gave a shit because
2: because the, the 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 uh, the the train of thought was, oh, well, if the girls wear tank tops or they show skin above their ankles or below their neck, it's going to distract the boys.
4: Maybe Meanwhile, it's a Canadian thing. Stickers.
0: Uh, no, I, 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 no, I wasn't Canadian. Oh. Yeah, I'm a muffled choice test taker for Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah, no, that was that was so... Yeah, dress codes were a huge thing.
0: Yeah. Might be a generational thing? I don't know. It might have been. We fucked it up for you guys. You're welcome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we fucked up that and drugs. Cool. But basically, girls couldn't show anything above the ankle or below the neck.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: And it was their fault because they were distracting the boys for wearing clothes.
1: I mean, if you're going to give girls a complex about their bodies, you've got to start at a young age.
2: And the magazines yeah. didn't help either.
0: That chapter in your book.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> body shaming 101.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Buffy is kind of getting body shamed or not? No, she
1: never was. They no. never
2: they never okay. really showed too much of
1: That will come up in one episode.
2: Okay. But for the most part, it was just like, oh, it's Buffy, you Not know. Not the
1: next episode, but like in one episode yeah, during high episode. school. Yeah,
2: yeah. They there really wasn't a lot of dress code talk on the show. Basically, it was because you know how those shows were. Hey, we're gonna wear super expensive clothes that nobody our age would wear, or would be normally within our price range.
0: Well, because we want to show all too. the latest
2: fashions and labels
1: that yeah. like, now. Honestly though too, like Sarah Michelle Gellar has an amazing body too. Oh. She's your late actress, so obviously we're going to show she her. She looks off. the same. Yeah. Yeah, she looks fantastic. Her and Freddie Prince just hanging out with their kids. Mm.
2: Daphne and just living and their lives. Fred fun oh, yeah. fact, for they a met- very short time, me and Freddie Prince Jr. when injustice two came out, mm. we're in the same clan. <laughs> serious he ran a clan and I was I,
3: I said don't short know what he's, he's like okay cool.
2: so yeah I for a very short time played in Justice 2 with Freddie Prince Jr. So thank it well
0: I don't know what that means and I'm old and they were doing taekwondo in the library that's all I remember oh yeah we yeah there we go back there we go
1: yeah, yeah. thank you thank yeah. you yeah um so she goes out into the hall and then we get this POV shot of something scurrying through the hall and all the students are going, whoa. And then we see Buffy pick up this cute little pig who's wearing a helmet and he's got like a, yeah, his name's Herbert. And he's the mascot and Principal Flutie's so excited and Buffy goes, he's cute. He goes, no, he's tough. He's a razorback. He's scary. You can see the razor on his back. Yeah, Yeah. he's
4: got like the dragon, like cool razor going down. Like
1: little styrofoam. He's got the football helmet
4: on. which fangs. You're I on. didn't have a dragon as my high school mascot. I would want this thing as my mascot, just yeah. the way it was. Like yeah. I don't want it to be tough. I want it to like look silly like that.
1: Yeah.
2: We were the opposite. My high school, uh, we're no- We were known as the Tornadoes, and our mascot was a gigantic, bright yellow bear, kind of a fuzzy looking bear. My I would
4: have had a tornado.
1: Can you imagine if that's that what a tornado cool. was though? That. Like as a, a giant, giant bear. yellow bear just comes through town. I would well, we're known
2: as the tornadoes.
0: <laughs> so the pig's gonna die, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you oh, wouldn't name it otherwise. The episode. You wouldn't name it otherwise.
2: Yeah, you have yeah. to name it because you have to feel bad for
3: it. Yeah. Yeah. So she saves oh, the pig. Cute.
1: Yeah. Well, no, she's just she's just uh, helping Flutie carry it to the cage for now. So we see that he's in a cage in a classroom. Um,
3: I, I then we see, it,
1: yeah. we got a gym class. It's raining. Oh,
0: There's another class? Oh, it's raining. Yeah.
1: Well, you can't have an episode about bullying without having dodgeball as part <sighs> of the As someone who yeah. played a
2: lot and loved dodgeball, this was one of the. They did not know how to play dodgeball in this damn high school. I this, had
1: traumatic flashbacks watching this. I love dodgeball.
4: This because dodgeball scene is, like, super dramatic, though. Like, it's that, overly just throwing, dramatic.
2: There was no dodgeball. They were, there's rules to dodgeball. They weren't, fo- I don't want to go off on a whole, they're not following the rules of dodgeball. But there was no cones.
0: There were no wrenches. I didn't have
1: that,
4: that in my dodgeball. Was dead
0: Usually,
2: if you caught, the, they were throwing the balls at people, and some of them were catching it. Like, hey, if you caught the ball.
1: The other person's out. The person yeah, that Yeah, Which it. never
2: happened. There was no cones to bring in the other people. So basically you would catch it and just chuck it at somebody. And but that's not dodgeball. That's just catch and drop ball. Yeah. Ball.
1: Yeah. So it turns out Xander's on the other team with all of the asshole kids and Lance. And then Buffy and Willow are on the other like the other side. And these kids are just being vicious. And like they're like beating people and it's they're it's just brutal.
4: And Xander, um, like, full on, like, hits Willow. At, in
1: the head. Yeah,
4: like, like, full strength.
1: Yeah.
2: More brutal than dodgeball usually is.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, and we we didn't mention this. Like, Xander had yelled at Willow earlier while she was trying to tutor him in geometry. Oh, yeah. Like, he threw his book away, and he was just being, like, a big baby. Um. so she, she's already feeling shaken up and then he throws the dodgeball at her head and it turns out Buffy's the only one left on her team and the only one left on the other team is those four main bullies, Xander and Lance.
4: This is so stupid. And you think that mm-hmm. they're all
1: gonna hit her with balls all at once, but then they turn on Lance. At For four. no
4: reason. <laughs> Cue the most dramatic fucking music and it's all just like slowed down and they just like slowly turn to him and then they like... He lays down on the ground. I don't even know why he's on the ground at this point. And then they all just take their, like, dodgeballs at once and you just start chucking it at him on the ground and it's just so over the top the
2: only thing is missing I mean granted the song didn't come out till years later but that's like what's that ooh what you say <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the if you would have played that song and you guys know what song I'm talking about yeah, yeah,
4: yeah that yeah. would be amazing yeah ooh, so after what you say it's like the SNL skit. like every time he gets hit it's like ooh what you say ooh yes. what you say <laughs>
1: <laughs> granted that
4: song came out what like 10 years later
1: I want to try and make a cut of that yeah we
4: yeah, that would be amazing.
2: Um, or, um, oh, was that, that? That, uh, simple plan? How could this happen to me? I'm in my- <laughs> That's or, what I can uh, in a
1: song like that. The Breathe Me song. <laughs> like, <laughs> really sad. All are
4: familiar.
2: <laughs> faces. I have no idea
0: <laughs> what the hell you guys are singing. Have you word. not heard any of those? No. Have
2: you not seen Donnie Darko? Uh,
0: like, when I was like eight or something like that, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Don and Darker* like once a long time ago and uh, my memory of it is hazy at best.
2: But yeah, there's so many songs that they could have played that would have fit right there that honestly I probably would have busted out laughing.
4: They were also playing like jungle music during the dodgeball game.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well it's supposed to be a hyena though, right? Yeah. yeah, but it's still kind of
4: weird. Just like they're just playing dodgeball and it's like, no, this is Because like wild jungle animals shit. equal jungle hundred percent of the yeah,
1: time. I was gonna yeah. say hyenas are notoriously jungle animals. oh yeah, they're, they're not. from, like <laughs> wild things like or anything like Kenya or
4: something, right? Do what? They came from like Kenya or something, right? Is where the guy says it's said just not
1: they, a jungle. No,
4: but you know, I don't know. I don't fucking know Kenya
0: music, but I thought it was a little bit out of place.
1: <laughs> I,
0: I think it's Maybe it's also the amount of just like you said, season one budgeting. They're like, uh, we spent it all on those flashy eyes. Fuck, we spent our entire budget on flashy eyes. We can't afford other other music.
2: Yeah. No. To be fair, and I think a lot of this does go, honestly, I know you're 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 joking, but I think a lot of this stuff, at least in the first season, does go back on budget. Maybe because, you know, they didn't know if there was gonna be a season two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so you know, after that, uh, Willow confronts Xander. She's basically like, Hey, you're being more of a dick than usual. What's up? And he's like, So I'm sure you see that I'm changing. Um and that's because my feelings towards you have changed. Um I've decided to I've decided to drop geometry, so now you don't have to tutor me anymore and I don't have to stare at your pasty face ever again. Nice. And yeah, it's like And it does all these dramatic uh, close-ups between their faces. And then Buffy comes up and she's like, what, are you going to say something to me now? And he just does this, like, obnoxious laugh. They do
4: a hyena laugh, basically. Which, honestly, that kind of is effective in a way to, like, you know, you're laughing at her.
1: I hated Xander before this episode, but, like, Mm. I really hate him in this moment. Yeah,
4: but I'm Mm -hmm. just saying, like, uh, that kind of takes the wind out of Buffy's thing there i getting laughed at like, like that.
2: Here's the thing. I don't blame Nicholas Brendan at all for this episode. Mm-mm. For for what he was given, I thought he acted it well. Oh,
1: yeah. No, it's one of those things where it's like... Uh, he I'm did very, his job. Yeah, I very notoriously just hate teenagers in general. And like True. this is the epitome of why I hate teenagers. He, so. he acted well for
2: what he was <laughs> given. It's just the character was... Ah oh. yeah. We'll put it that way. That's a nice way of putting it.
1: Yeah, so um they uh the group is hunting for food basically and they steal hot dogs from these kids outside that are just trying to talk to Xander about music and then they're like we're still hungry and then they go inside and they see the they see Herbert.
4: Oh yeah,
2: and then, then, then they start pigging out.
4: So they all take turns. Out. Uh, I apologize. Um, that was awful.
2: <sighs> oh, I regret nothing. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So they all just kind of like take turns eating the pig.
2: No, I'll no, there's they, no taking turns. Like this is all. get in where all? you can okay. fit in.
1: Yeah. Sure. Um, then we get one of those shots that I love where it's like a slow motion walking scene to dramatic music. I don't know why, but I'm a sucker for <laughs> these types of shots. And you see all the other kids around them are just kind of like side-eyeing and they're talking yeah, into it.
4: This is one of the parts where I'm also just like, this episode is just so fucking dramatic. Like It's trying <laughs> yeah, to be like, super deep or something, but it's just so weird.
2: I kept thinking of songs that they, like, if they had the budget, they totally could have put in there. Like, uh, the first song I thought of for this was Tainted Love by Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, talking about last episode, was in Not Another Teen Movie. They filmed a video for it. But Tainted Love, what I've been like, bom, bom. I mean, because who also didn't listen to Marilyn Manson in high school? Me. or oh, they could have me. been yeah.
1: Sweet Dreams well, by I, Marilyn I Manson. I because
2: even though my parents wouldn't let me. So I had to do it when they weren't around.
4: That shit ain't my style.
2: And then, of course, you find out he's (laughs) allegedly a uh,
0: creep, too. He's allegedly having problems.
2: Allegedly.
1: Very uh, open about it, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well. So in this episode, what happened, so?
1: Okay. Uh so Willow and Buffy are talking because Willow's sad because not only does she have a crush on Xander, like, they've also been friends since kindergarten. Aww. So she's just, she's real sad. And she's like, but he's not even being mean to you, Buffy. He's just sniffing your hair a lot. And Buffy's like, how is that better? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> she's like, I'm, I'm still not okay with it. I would rather uh, be ignored. And Buffy's trying to talk to Giles about it. And he's like, oh, so uh, Xander's being aggressive and creepy. Mm, sounds like a teenage boy. This is
4: kind of the explanation that you guys gave for uh, Owen the other episode, though. You're like, oh, he's just a teenage boy. Like, he just changes. It's like, okay.
1: I said it in a way that he's trying to find himself. Yeah. I wasn't dismissing him. Oh, he's
2: not finding himself. He's just a boy. Let him do whatever.
1: Yeah. Which... I, I'm gonna say that's the flip side. Um, that's how the patriarchy is bad for men too, because it's this very like mm. toxic mindset that it's okay for somebody to be shitty because boys will be boys. And again, not listening to Buffy when she knows what she's talking about. That's what twice in three episodes? Yeah, it's just
4: <sighs> so does he actually serve a purpose as the watcher then if he's not able to, like pick up on this shit?
1: He's supposed to be telling Buffy what to do.
4: Isn't he supposed the to be Watchers able to like... The Watcher's
1: Council does not encourage independent thinking in Slayers.
4: But th- isn't he supposed to be the one that's like, you know, watching for <laughs> this stuff? Like watching for these events? Yeah, I don't think job. he...
1: I don't really think he thought that this was an issue. He wasn't on the field trip. He wasn't supervising that. He's a librarian.
3: Mm.
2: <laughs> He's too busy teaching Taekwondo in the library. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing
1: wrong uh, with that. But then uh, Willow comes in and says that they found Herbert... Eaten. She's understandably distressed. So is Flutie, who's uh rant pages straight towards the the four bullies and brings them into his office. And he's but before that
2: is the point that we need to talk about something specific that happened.
1: Um. Yeah. These scenes are kind of going back and forth at the same time. But
2: yeah. So between
1: between Flutie and the kids, and then Xander and Buffy. Yeah. So let's just, let's talk about Flutie and the kids first. All right,
2: fine. That's a little <laughs> it sounds weird. like a band. Flutie and the
1: kids, yeah, it's like- Flutie and the kids on ABC cover, Family. It's a cover band for Hootie oh, and the Blowfish. Flutie and the kids.
0: See, I got that one. <laughs>
1: hey. hey, guys, it took Wait, six episodes, right. but we oh, found a reference over.
2: he got. <laughs> it took six episodes to get a reference he got.
3: Oh, thank God.
1: Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so he's yelling at them and they're like not reacting because they're completely sociopathic, which I'm not entirely sure that that's 100% the hyena stuff. Yeah, no. Um, And he's like, "Okay, I'm going to call your parents and you guys are going to get escorted out of here. They're not even denying that they ate the pig. And uh, he goes to call him and they attack him and eat him.
4: They growl at him, which is so weird.
2: Granted, yeah, this is sad that uh, Principal Flutie's dead. Can we also talk about that when they kind of like pan away? He has a picture of himself on his desk.
1: Yes, I wanted to talk about that when we were talking about Flutie oh, earlier. God. Really? Uh, he has a
2: picture of himself doing a nice little smile on his desk.
1: I think if he, if he was alive in the time of cell phones, he would definitely be the person that has a picture of himself as his wallpaper. you oh, um, are not supposed <laughs> to do
4: that? <laughs> um, yeah. I imagine him being the guy that like takes a picture of himself while like looking down at his phone. So you like get his like triple chin.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, and I kind of like, it, it's a Floaty way to with cap duck face. Off. Yeah. It's a way to cap off his time. Like we're talking about, he seems to have like, he wants to be better at being a principal than he actually is because he still has all of these missteps with the way he approaches kids that he feels like he wants to help, but he's not doing it in an effective way. And I feel like he's a very funny character, but he's also a very sad character because you know people like that, right? That are, are doing the best they can, but they're just completely unaware of how far off the mark they are.
2: Yeah. Flutie would duck face. I'll say it yeah. right now. Flutie <laughs> would do a duck face.
1: He would, he would try it. it. He would try Literally it. He would at least
2: try it. <laughs> He's he's like the uh, Steve Buscemi meme. How do you do, fellow kids?
1: Basically. But yeah, (laughs) and just him having that picture of himself on his desk, it it kind of is like a sad little moment because you realize that he doesn't have a family because that's normally where you'd see like family photos. Yeah, Yeah, he never mentioned
2: a wife or (laughs) even if that he lived with his mother or anything. It was just... (laughs) He probably did live with his mother. He was...
1: Yeah, it's just... it's probably like a Norman Bates situation. Like, he lived with mother, but mother is no longer alive.
2: Out of all (laughs) the side characters that have already died six episodes in, Flutie was my favorite.
4: I was actually really surprised that they killed him off.
1: I always forget how quickly he dies. Like, I always... In my head... He's there until season two. Is this
4: like a consistent thing that happens throughout the series? Like do other like reoccurring characters oh, yeah. Yeah. die off? Okay. Well, I like yeah, that.
2: D- yeah. Don't, don't, let's put it this way. Never latch on to characters in general. We'll put it that way. I it love like yeah, Game of Thrones. Shows. It, it's yeah. like Game of Thrones. If you find a character you like.
4: Yeah. I
3: haven't watched yeah, Game they're of probably Thrones. Gonna die. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. Um, so yeah, that happens. And then, um, Meanwhile, because Xander wasn't with the kids when Flutie pulled him in and he instead, Buffy is investigating and then uh, go ahead and skip past this if you don't want to hear about any sensitive content. Is this the warning part? Yes, Yes, this is the warning. I'm sure we can
2: put a timestamp in the description if they want to Don't be
0: so damn sure, man. Unless you're editing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, if we could if we could at least put some sort of timestamp or time that they can skip to Cause
1: just, just skip ahead it, a couple it minutes.
2: Is, the bad as it is, it is kind of a pivotal part of the episode, too.
1: Yeah. We it, can
2: rush
4: through as fast yeah. as possible. Yeah.
1: So Xander comes in while Buffy's investigating, and he's being a jerk, like smarmy, overly confident. And um, at one point, um, he has her pinned down on the ground, and he's saying... Just like upsetting things about like teasing her and her smelling good. And he likes the way she smells when she's afraid. And
4: he's basically saying, I know that you want this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then she throws him off and then he pins her up against the wall and does this whole thing. And he's sniffing her and she's like saying, get off of me. does he like kiss her neck?
2: This is what what, about at least the third or fourth time she's been pinned down like this on the show.
1: Yeah, this one is the most explicit about what they are conveying. Like, because we know Xander has already violated that boundary by watching her change in the mirror. He's been sniffing her hair. He is now like fully holding her down, and there's no doubt about what his intention is.
4: He like he when he has her pinned up against the wall. There doesn't he like go in for a kiss on the neck though, right? Or, uh, yeah,
1: I think he was, like, sniffing her. Oh, he was sniffing her. Yeah. I thought he
4: was trying to, like, actually Which kiss is, like, her. Which is honestly
1: almost worse. Yeah. I Like, I. there's something, and I think part of it is they're trying to, like, make this analogy of, like, this whole um, animalistic bit because they went hunting for food, and now it's, like, he's trying to go mate, like, do his mating thing, but it's just, it's it's upsetting because he's got this whole arc of being into Buffy and being problematic with her before he was possessed by a hyena. And so this is, it adds a layer that makes it worse. Yeah. Like if this was a random character doing it, it would still be upsetting because it's still attempted rape. Yeah. But there's, there are more layers to it. Yeah, here. we have to like and continue then, on
4: with this guy throughout the rest of the show. And, and
1: we'll, yeah. just, we'll go ahead and talk about this now. Because so she even straight up to. says
2: it, because what happens is that off screen, she throws a desk at him and knocks him out and she drags him into the cage. This is the first time we see somebody get thrown into the cage in the library. And yeah. Buffy straight up says he attempted to sexually assault me.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Nothing to away from There's a cage in a library.
4: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That was one of my points too. Oh, yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with this? What is going on with this library? This school apparently neglects it entirely."
2: But yeah, she she oh straight up verbally says he attempted to sexually assault me. So they don't even like dance around the fact that he attempted to rape her. She straight up says, "Yeah, he tried to."
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not good and. Um,
4: what were you going to say?
1: I was going to say, we'll, we'll talk about it. At the, it comes back up at the end of the episode and it's played off for laughs. Like, yeah. Because, uh, and I mean, we'll get to it, obviously, because it's Buffy. They get the thing reversed so Xander can be, yeah, you, know, you know, himself the again. at the end. Yeah, and at the end, like, he's asking what all happened while he was possessed. And they're like, you ate a pig. And he goes, what? No way. Did I do anything else embarrassing? And Will and Buffy kind of share a look. And they're like, no, it's fine. Um, Which, like, they're legitimately giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like, he was possessed and he doesn't remember it. And she's, like, kind of dissociating him from that act. But then Giles comes up and he's like, oh, that's funny. I didn't think memory loss was a part of this, according to all my research. And Xander's like, please don't tell them. So Xander remembers what he did. Ah, uh, Which is- also
2: means that the group that killed the principal remember that they ate the principal after eating the pig.
1: Those kids already had emotional problems.
2: So it's- now that they remember that they murdered the principal, while yeah. Xander also remembers that he attempted to rape Buffy.
1: And he's not even upset that he almost did that to his friend and his love interest. He's just... Embarrassed that it happened. Yeah, was he, not sorry. He's embarrassed for
2: him, not embarrassed yes. for her. Yes,
1: yeah. it's and it and it's played off for laughs, and it's just it's upsetting.
0: How old is he? he probably fifteen he
1: or probably, sixteen.
2: Yeah, 15, 16.
0: Do you think that that's just because he can't handle the deeper emotional consequences of it?
2: Well, they've also shown in the five episodes prior that he's somewhat creepy. So there. it almost seems like this was dormant in there at some point.
4: It feels like a lot of the things that he did while he was like a hyena, it sounds so stupid to say, but like it it all kind of like came from like his true feelings.
1: Yeah. It's more like a, it's more like a disinhibition thing rather than a hyena possession thing. And it's just, and I don't like the way that it's played off for laughs. And this isn't the first time that sexual assault is mentioned in the series or depicted on screen and it isn't until a later season that it's actually treated with any kind of gravity and that's disappointing and what's meant to be what's you know um espoused as a feminist show that we just brush off something that's so serious
2: yeah and it's like you could have just gotten away with him trying to assault her like them fighting and you could have had the same impact
4: yeah exactly yeah
2: but here's another thing. When it comes to the whole, how the the females are kind of pushed off to the side, is that? And I looked at this up because for those that don't watch on Amazon, they have these awesome trivia things, and that's where I get a lot of my trivia from. Hyenas are a matri hyenas are matriarchal matriarchal society. Cool. So the fact so the fact that Xander is basically seems like he's the leader. Yeah, the two girls. Go- should well, not have happened. The, uh, the female teenager, whatever her name was, which I don't even think they gave her there a name. There were two
1: of them. There were two female teenagers in that group yeah. before, but yeah. it's the two guys that get names and get to, like, yeah, actually so the, one lead One of the females anything. should,
2: if you want to follow sure. how hyenas are in their societies, one of the females should have been in charge, but they're just eye candy.
0: However, African dogs are actually patriarchal.
2: Yeah, because another thing is that they should, you know, they're trying to study I about know, how I hyenas work to figure out <laughs> you know. how. Hey, can we if we can figure out how hyenas work, maybe we can figure out this thing. A lot of the stock footage that use, like all the different documentaries, are African wild dogs, which are not hyenas.
1: I just want a separate podcast where Jim says stuff and Xander reacts to it. And we have to figure out what's true and what's not. <laughs> oh, it's,
3: it, none
0: of it is. None of it is. But I'll tell you, I, I, will, I will preface it. This is part of the true thing. Now, this is coming out in like 97, 98-ish. Right? 97. 97. Okay. Uh, prior to this, we have a slew of like, entire genres of coming-of-age movies that basically say sexual assault is Okay.
1: Yeah, which is, which is not only those
2: movies either. Yeah. Revenge of the Nerds had a big scene.
0: They don't age well, do they? No, no. Yeah, that's the thing. There's I, a, actually
2: there's a whole genre of horror movies, like spit on your grave, I, that yeah, is. Yeah, they're called rape exploitation. They're like your I spit on your graves and. Those are like uh, revenge
4: movies. They're they're not revenge, really. Well, they,
2: I mean, it basically they don't say the sexual changes on the fact that the no. woman was sexually
4: assaulted. Yeah, that's the horror of. Like, I'm not necessarily saying they're good things to watch, but I don't necessarily think that they're like portraying them as like a not major things. Like there are life altering events in those movies. Yeah. Sure, uh, absolutely. I,
1: I hate that it. Mm, I. Oh you know what, not going to talk about it right now because <laughs> I've got a whole whole lot of things to say about it, rape preventatives. It's, it's not near um,
2: rape as oh. a plot device is not used nearly how it was back then.
1: Well, and then it, it's this overall thing too, which we'll definitely talk about later on in the series is I, like, Joss truly, the way he writes, it seems like he truly hates for women to enjoy sex at all. Um, and it'll come up throughout the series again and again. It comes up in Angel again and again. It's come up in some of his other works that he's done. Joss is not... He frequently punishes his women characters when they have sex.
4: Honestly, if I were watching, or if I were writing a movie about high schoolers, I would probably just not even include sex. Like It doesn't even feel like it needs to be included.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's... But anyway, all right. Can we can we move past? So
4: Xander's now? in yep. a cage. Yeah, so in a <laughs> cage.
2: That part's over with.
4: Yeah. Right. So yeah, they're doing the whole thing. Um, I guess they find out that they're like, okay, we should maybe talk about the talk to the guy, the warden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the warden.
4: Um, back at the zoo. Yeah. About um the coyotes or coyotes. What the fuck am I talking <laughs> about? Hyenas. I, I'm going to call it a different thing each time we the bring out jack- the jackals. Yeah, the jackals. Jackals, the kitty cats. which um, is a good band, by the way. Jackal sounds like AC/DC. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, they they've uh discovered some information about uh transpossession, which is basically I. And this show doesn't handle race very well either because Giles keeps referring to uh. Other people as primals. He's like he the primals. British. Oh, uh, is that? Yeah,
3: oh. yeah. Mm.
1: yeah. Um, I, I'm reading an. Art, I'm reading an essay uh, right now about um, British colonialism and how it's very, very present in this uh, in the series. That so, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see yeah. That. yeah. Like not even um, watching it, it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's talking about um, these people that would try and get the spirit of the hyena into their bodies. Why you would want to do that, I don't really know, but, you know, there it is. Um, so he's got little bits of information. They think that the zookeeper will have bits of information. So Buffy's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go try and uh, or me and Giles will go talk to the zookeeper. Willow's like, I'm going to stay here with Xander and watch him when he wakes up. And it's because she wants to see if there's any trace of him still in there. And she's like, I know you better than Buffy or Giles do. So I'm going to be here to, I want to, I want to see what happens when you wake up. And like, he's trying to turn her against Buffy. He's like, you know, our, our, we had a good thing going until Buffy came along. She just ruined our whole, our whole jam. And, uh, she's, uh, Willow gets a little bit too close to the cage and he tries to grab her. And she's like, mm, so it's, it's not really you right now. Yeah,
4: She had me fooled even. Yeah. I thought that like they were, she was going in for the kiss.
1: Willow gets a couple nice moments like that throughout yeah. the series. Um, um Will- Willow's the dark horse. and But terms. cutting
4: over to, um, whenever Buffy and Giles go over to the, uh, hyena guy, like, I just can't help but think, but like, this is the type of guy that at parties, all he talks about is hyenas to people. <laughs> like, like he just like starts conversations about He's like about a horse it.
1: girl, but he's a hyena guy
4: yeah he like he like leads in with like a little bit of hyena trivia he drinks and ipas i drink ipas <laughs> i was like me too
1: are you a hyena guy travis
0: <laughs> are we hyenas Jim? oh i don't know actually uh pain was said he likes to drink mega death beer i'm not sure if that's an ipa yet
4: i'm a mm, stout reporter like kind of guy so i'm fine yeah. i like those too but you know Stouts says the guy who keeps sours.
2: keystone in his fridge <laughs> i also keep
1: key, uh, keystone
0: that's in the a
2: fridge.
1: Choice.
0: how the hell is that still a beer? But um,
2: I can get it for $10 for a 15 pack. It's delicious. There's a reason. There's
1: a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Ryan. I'm okay with that. I'm poor. That's I okay. mean, I can get water free from my tap, too. So you're <laughs> overpaying.
0: Right. Okay. So we yes. have Xander, Willow, moving for the kill. And then Hyena Boy is talking hyenas.
4: Yeah, they're talking about, um, I guess this guy just happens to know. Uh, I can't. Exactly remember why he
1: uh He knows about transposition He's super into it. He doesn't know enough details of the ritual, but now he's realizing that uh Giles has this information. So he's like, hey, yeah, let's go set this up. Uh we'll definitely, yeah, we'll we'll reverse it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um Buffy's like, Cool, I'll go get um Xander here. And he's like, Don't worry, the rest of the pack will come follow him once they've eaten, because then um they need to find their missing pack member, and then Buffy goes, Oh shit. And at that point, we see the rest of the pack is uh, breaking into the library to free Xander and potentially attack Willow. Yeah. But Willow manages to hide in a classroom. Good. Um, But Xander finds her. But then Buffy comes in and saves the day. Like she do.
0: Doesn't she always? Thank God, too. This could get a really, I mean, a darker turn.
1: <laughs> yeah. Than it has. Um, so... And like, meanwhile, we've been seeing little cuts of the pack too. We haven't been talking about this because we've been focusing on the Scoobies. But um, like, the the other kids are sleeping on the ground outside. They're snarling at women with their babies. Uh, at one point, they attack a family that's getting into their car and
4: having a super personal conversation. Yeah. That I don't understand why was
3: included. He's like.
1: I didn't say that she looked better than you, honey, just that she looked better. And the kid's like, are you guys getting divorced for real this time? Yeah. <laughs> cause I want to live with dad. <laughs> like- <laughs> um, but yeah, Buffy manages like, cause she's trying to get them over to the zoo. And so she's trying to lure them and she comes up while they're, you know, trying to eat this family and she gets them running to the zoo after her. And meanwhile, Giles has been knocked out.
4: Again, yeah. By so he goes to meet this guy, and this guy is in like full on. He's like body painted himself blue. He's got like stripes painted all over him. <laughs> he is, like gone all out, which further confirms my whole theory. He probably does this for parties too. Like that's his like going out outfit. <laughs> but he does knock out Giles as always because that happens in every episode apparently.
2: Because Giles is like, "What's with all this?" He goes, "Oh, this is to help the r- ritual to." Uh, save the kids. just like, yeah, okay.
1: Uh, no, Giles gives him yeah. that out. Giles is like, oh, you're in the ritual garb. Good. Like, yeah, I was he, like oh yeah, sure. Oh, well,
4: yeah. Uh huh. He makes garb. a connection there. But he, he, I think I, I thought he made that connection there. Um, like, because he, as soon as he figures out exactly what that guy's going to be doing, that's when he decides to knock him out.
0: But throw sure. him
2: in a closet because that's all good. Giles is good for
0: yep pretty much like well, he does okay. have a cage in his middle of his damn library so maybe he deserves being thrown in a closet a bit <laughs>
4: and, and <laughs>
2: but here's the thing there's like nothing really in the cage
4: i'm so baffled by that fucking cage like i can't get past there's it there's like don't some understand. stacks of books but what kind of books do you need to put in a cage is it a cage like is it something where like you know how you go to a mall and they have like the little like cage things that they pull down. That way people can't go into these stores over like after hours. No, (laughs) it looks
2: like a straight up like
4: jungle cage, like an animal cage. They got like a kennel in there, which is also another argument about why they shouldn't be hiring this guy as the librarian, because is he like keeping kids in there? Like we don't fucking know. Like he's just, this guy gives very bad vibes for a high school librarian. And he can't even fight. Every single time he gets into a altercation with any of these big bads, he like does does he ever have a moment in the series where he actually like wins a fight? Like I'm Uh, genuinely asking. Like I I can't see it happening.
2: Uh hmm. It's actually a good question.
4: Hmm. Well. Either it's way. not
2: like he's... I don't think he really gets the final blow very often. If at all.
4: He's just... Okay, he pretty much consistently gets knocked out.
2: Yeah, he's he's that guy. You always but, gotta have that guy.
4: Okay. Either way. They, yeah. uh, they get them all over there. Into there. All the kids are there. And the guy's plan is revealed that he is wanting to... Uh, it was revealed earlier that one of the only ways to get the hyena out of them is to transfer it to another human. Well, this guy... Plans to do exactly that. He takes all of the kids and he gets their hyena into him. Which shouldn't that make him like six times hyena, it's like five super times. hyena, five yeah. times? Yeah. yeah,
1: it doesn't really matter because as soon as it happens, Buffy throws him to the actual hyenas, which was and something they,
4: that well, it was kind of weird to me because earlier Giles mentioned individually they're almost identical, like they're matched evenly in strength, but as a pack, like they're way stronger than her. So shouldn't this guy be like able to like,
1: it seems like it took a while for the hyena stuff to kick in for them. So maybe he was like, still, you know, maybe That's true. <laughs> it
2: like by the time they got to the part where Buffy fights him, there's only like a couple minutes left in the episode. So it wasn't like they could have that fight. They're like, Oh, superpowers. Nope. Throwing to the hyenas, they eat him.
4: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
2: They kind of had to rush that part.
1: Yeah. And Jal uh, pops back up. He, oh, what did I miss? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh the next day, they're just talking about how the vice principal is going to take over until the new principal comes in. Ooh. Ooh.
4: And oh, it's the
0: chosen one kid, right?
4: Oh, shit. I hope so. It's the master. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: master, the new
4: principal.
1: yeah. And he yeah. just has everybody sit in the gym all day while he lectures them.
2: <sighs> that won't be- the morning announcements take two hours.
0: <laughs> That would be the horror of it.
1: So this this (laughs) show was a... It was a show? uh,
0: Do we have any last words for you guys?
1: Um, One out of five for me. Wow, five. Honestly, I think it could have been a really good episode if they had handled some of that sensitive stuff, but if they hadn't used it as a throwaway joke at the end. You know what I mean? If they'd let it have that emotional impact instead of just like... And by the way,
2: you know, or they could have, yeah. you know, follow through as, you know, Xander uh, could have had some sort of ongoing storyline where he has to, rem- you know, he remembers that this happened and he has to, you she know. PTSD feel responsibility was, yeah. of it. Nope, yeah. never talk. It's like, it's like Owen and the AIDS. Never talk say, about it again.
1: I will say that I think that they, um, the writers learned from this because I'm, I'm watching Angel 3 for the first time. Uh, I, I never watched that. I need to. It, yeah, it's actually it it um it's it's a lot better than I expected it to be because I just don't love angels as a character on Buffy. Um, <laughs> Spike, which I'm sure, Whoa. yes, Yeah. he's creepy he on a fifteen year old the entire yes. episode. So, uh, but it um, but I got convinced to watch it, and I love it now. But there is a similar type of um, possession storyline that brings out um, those assaultive tendencies in people. And it's actually like carried through as an arc for a few episodes where the cool. character that did that is like dealing with the emotional weight of that. I think I would have
2: appreciated this good. episode more as if at least for another episode, mm-hmm. where it's like, he's like, he doesn't want to be around Buffy because he knows what he did. And they have, those two have to deal with what happened. You know, some sort of gravitas with it, but no, it's like it's like Owen and the bug eggs. We never talk about it again.
1: They're their Fight Club.
4: All right, what yeah. do you rate and it's then? just
2: like, I honestly had to give it a one as well. Okay. Oh, wow. Only because of how they... Once again, I don't blame Nicholas Brennan. I think he acted as well as he did with the material he got.
1: Yeah, the main, the, the main cast, they're, they've they all got some good acting chops. They but handle the some they of the stuff really well.
2: And then what you find out about people behind the scenes later. Yeah. Yeah, I can't... One
4: yeah
0: I give it a one two what's what's the yeah. score
4: um yeah i guess i would i mean aside from all of like no, no
1: peer pressure what do you <laughs> actually <laughs> think well, no okay. pressure
4: but if you want to be on the next episode you know what you need to vote for <laughs> i mean no uh,
1: pressure but remember who you live with <laughs> okay
4: then let me, oh. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> let me give know. my rating <laughs> <laughs> all right all right i i would give it a one aside from all of that stuff which we've talked about plenty i would also say that the hyena um just the whole idea of hyenas taking over people is so fucking stupid. I just don't think that that's a terrible... I mean, I just I think it's a terrible idea. It's just I do dumb. like possession storylines, though, if they're done right. Possessions are fine. Possession by hyena?
0: No. That's stupid. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And I'm going to give this a four. I'm going to give this a four. Not because, obviously, I didn't see this thing. I'm going to get a four because we're talking about how to inappropriately and appropriately handle a sexual assault in a tv show and, and that that's why i'm giving it a four like for the conversation we're having not so much for the damn episode i think that episode is probably trash but because of the conversation it, it allows us to slightly point the lens back at people a bit and hopefully have a little bit it, it's it's one thing this is this is a thing that i really have to make a distinction of It's one thing to have a character that is homophobic, or Mm -hmm. a bunch of characters that are homophobic. Doesn't mean that the writer or the actors or anything like that are homophobic. Yeah, not at all. Right, right, right. And this is something that kind of gets shoved aside. Like people shut it off. Like, oh, we have to shut this off now. We can't watch it because they don't want to deal with the subject matter. Um, You can do stuff like that properly.
1: That was something that um, I I was listening to somebody talk about the fear street movies and I need to watch those yet. Yeah. And that it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very queer series. Um, and they were talking about how a lot of people are like, well, it's unrealistic that there's not more homophobia. And they're like, well, first of all, there is homophobia. You're just not paying enough attention, which is probably coming from a place of privilege where you don't have to deal with that regularly. But also right. it's nice to have queer characters where it's not just like their whole reason for existence is to fight back against this homophobia because it is a real thing in real life. And it is a part of life, unfortunately, but that's not the only thing that a person is going to battle. Um, So yeah, like, like you said, it's not like these things don't exist in real life. Um, It's not like sexual assault isn't a thing. It is. It's very, unfortunately, very, very real and many many people experience it um so having the conversation is exactly like you said it's important and yeah. it wasn't handled well back in the day and i think it's getting handled better in media now just because more people are having this conversation of why it's not okay to portray things a certain and
2: i kind of think the whole me too movement really because there's been a lot more change over the last couple of years, and I think that has something to do with it saying no, we're not gonna do this
0: anymore. Well, it's also the more things changed, the more it stays the same. Because yeah, Me Too movement is happening, but that's just a that's not even the tip of the iceberg yet. No, it, it, exactly. because sexual assault I can guarantee is probably happening right now. It's just national statistics.
2: What was it one in at least in America, it's what, one in four?
1: One in women? four women are um, just like in in general, but if you go to certain um, environments, like on a college it's campus, spikes. it's one in three. Yeah,
3: oh it yeah. Is, and it's, then, it's, then
1: it's like one in eight men.
2: But and that's just the ones that come forward because you <laughs> yeah. know, as as men, we were always taught, oh no, you can't rape a man because. Ugh.
0: Welcome to yeah. Brendan Fraser's career dive when he accused yeah. someone of raping him.
2: Did you see yeah. what happened recently, where he was doing like meet and greets online? No. Though this is a good story. Okay. He, okay. Because he's got a couple movies coming out, and there was I watched a TikTok where a lady dresses Evie from the Mummy. Because you know a lot of times with yeah COVID, a lot of these Comic Con meet and greets are all like like on Zoom or virtual. And there's so many people that told him that he—they're so excited to come back because I loved him Aww, in movies. Yeah, he actually started to choke up and start crying because he had no idea there was that many people that really wanted him back. <laughs>
0: yeah. and, and that was 100% some asshole with a lot of power abusing exactly. Fraser.
2: Terry Crews, he almost lost his career. Yeah. yeah, and
0: this is this is absolutely perfect. And people have lost their careers and and more. It in is sure. well, they've yeah. also committed suicide over this shit too. Oh so yeah, like, uh, it, it, it goes. That's mm-hmm. why I'm giving this uh, episode high, not because the episode was great, but allows conversation up in a critical way of it. Yeah, I, that's what I'm getting. I,
2: I respect that. I respect I, that. I, I can see where you're coming from on that.
0: Yeah. And again, if if you are in trouble, if you need to talk to someone, the RAINS National Sexual Assault Hotline in the United States is 1 800 656 4673. In Canada, the provincial helpline for Quebec, there's a bunch of them. Otherwise, it's 1 88 933 9007. Montreal is 514 933 9007, it's 5493 90007. And with that being said, like, please, please, and if you, again, my Haunted Montreal's DMs are always open for a reason. Not because I like dick pics, but for a reason. And we some weird fucking people. But if you need <laughs> to reach out to someone and you don't feel, like, feel comfortable talking to someone on the phone, just fucking DM me, man. It's all good. I'll listen. Whatever. And with that heavy shit being said, uh, any final words? Are we able to do the final words already? Okay, so on behalf of, <laughs> of my special guests, Travis and Jess and Xander and myself, Jim Phoenix, we wish you a very, very hopefully positive, positive, positive week ahead of you. And remember, when someone comes knocking, always invite us in. So you never know. Maybe I'll bring cookies. Who knows? All right. Bye, everyone.
3: Hey